Hi, I, and welcome back to a well-planned and scheduled emergency Steve Clark Room podcast. If the patriotism isn't already cursed for your veins, join us as we wrap ourselves in the saltire and enter the Steve Clark Room to discuss Sir Steve's 26-man squad selection for Euro 2020. The tournament kicks off in just under four weeks, and we can't wait. As always, I'm joined by Rose Markey's answer to Gary Neville, Connie McLeod. What like today? Pete, I'm brilliant. Yourself? Doing fantastic. Can't wait to dive into this. Me, I'm the same, Pete. Just pleasure to be here. Pleasure to speak on this day. You know, it's been exhilarating seeing the score announced earlier and uh, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the thick of things, Scottish media team, what are you playing at? What's going on? Where's our invite to be in this video? Come on. Exactly. They've, they've, they've announced the squad in a four or five minute video for the nation and we've not been invited, Pete. It's a joke. And you know what? Mad respect to Gogsy. He's got us all in the video. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if Gogsy can get in, so can we. I think, Pete, the, you know, the ceiling's high for us. If Gogsy's getting in, I mean, I'm no offence to Gogsy, but we can get in there, Pete. We just keep going. We'll, we'll, be, in the next, we'll be in the World Cup one next year. Well, that's just what I was just going to say. Scottish FA media team, if you're listening, get us in the one after we win the Euros. Exactly. And I want to be announcing Stephen O'Donnell. You see, who's the McFarland in Stephen O'Donnell? <laughs> yeah. It should have been. It actually have been us. <laughs> no, that would have been, that would have been absolutely brilliant. That would have been perfect. But, well, instead, we can announce him as player of the tournament. If you, exactly. If like. Well, that so, could be our role. I mean, we, we'll, we'll take yeah. it. We'll take it. Well, yeah, we'll take it. Like. <laughs> okay, so, last time out, we put forward on the table what we wanted which players we wanted to see Steve Clark pick. Today's the day. He's named the squad. So we're going to discuss, deliberate and debate the players that he's picked. So we'll start off with the goalies, Kanye. Yeah, it was kind of expected with the goalies. Um, obviously, Clark, in the last international break, uh, in his press conference at the end, he said, no, he's happy with his three keepers. Uh, was it who? Who did you put? Was it Zander Clark you put a shouting for? Uh, I had Al McGregor Al... or our Liam Kelly. Oh, so... Liam Kelly. Ah, you had one of them. So uh, I, th- uh, yeah, I think Craig Gordon and David Marshall. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. They're nailed on, in my they're opinion. Nailed on, aye. Yeah, they're nailed on, aye. absolutely. And then I think in terms of third choice, uh, John McLaughlin definitely a good keeper. But yeah. I, and again, we said we said it last episode. But I think the thing for me is just I would like to have someone in there who is playing week in, week out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think with the keepers, when you go to a tournament, it's a bit different, you know. With, you're not exactly... Well, there's, a, there's positives and negatives to having, you know, three keepers who all want to play because, you, you know, I, I imagine John McLaughlin's more than happy to know he's not really going to get any minutes, but he's there to, like, support uh, his, his other goalkeepers there. And it's kind of... um. Well, the wee team of three, and I and I reckon Clark likes it because they worked well. They work well together, and you know, uh, I think John McLaughlin's probably more than happy to to accept that. And unless it's worst case scenario or something terrible happens, he probably won't be getting any minutes. But he's okay with that. You know, he's an experienced goalie. Uh, I imagine the dynamic between the three is actually um, what made Clark pick it. You know. Yeah, I agree. I like you said the the dynamics obviously strong uh, yeah. in that area of the pitch because. I mean, that's the thing. Although I wrote down uh, that I wanted Dal McGregor, <clears throat> I think if he comes into the folds, then who who plays? Because uh, the number one spot for me right now is not nailed on. So if Al McGregor comes in there, then it makes it even harder to pick who's going to start. And then 
like you said, players get unhappy and whatever. But I, I'm I'm happy with all that um, those three goalkeepers that Steve Clark's picked. Yeah, same. I mean, it was no shocks, but then at the same time, there's no disappointments. It's just three arrival. Um, what we've been going with for countless international break now. So, yeah, more than happy as well, same. Yeah, so moving on to the defence, there was a couple of outside shouts here, maybe you could say. Yeah. So we had Liam Cooper, Declan Gallagher, Grant Hanley, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, Andy Robertson, Greg Taylor, Kieran Tierney. Yeah. So some some big names to say the least in that in that section. Yeah. So we had um, you've got the left-footed centre halves there, Liam Cooper, Declan Gallagher. Uh, for me, them two, you know that, that I'm I'm more than happy with them two being in. I think uh, Liam Cooper, captain of Leeds United, been captain of Leeds United. Uh, you know that's that's some feat, and uh, obviously they've had a great season. He's been a centre of it at times, and uh, Declan Gallagher obviously. Did he get his move to Aberdeen, or is he? Yeah, yeah, aye. He's, yeah. Aye. He's got his big move, and um, and I hope he'll kick on. But I remember Declan Gallagher's performance against uh, Mitrovic in Serbia, and it was just brilliant. You know, he's one of the best players in the park that night. So, uh, as far as them two are concerned, m- more than happy. Then you go to the uh, uh, other centre halves. You got Hanley, Henry. They were both uh, new additions to the last squad, weren't they? They were, and uh, it's safe to say that they impressed. And obviously they did impress, yeah. That's been proven because they've they've been picked again by Steve Clark. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, I'm not sure about Hanley, but we know that Henry's been playing at the centre of a three uh, over in Belgium, and yeah. he's played for the right of a three for Scotland. So he's got that bit of swing of versatility for us, which could definitely be handy. And he did cost someone a fucking space cadet, which I absolutely loved. Which is not only uh, kind of passionate, but also the great word choice. It is, and I've never, I've, you know, I've never really come across that phrase before. Being being from the Highlands, you know, but no, I've never come across it either. But I'm more than happy to welcome it into my vocabulary. You know? Yeah, I do enjoy it, and I think he had every right to say, you know, why are you even at the front post, you little American boy? So well, that that other one, that other guy was mental. Yeah, I felt quite bad for it. I felt quite bad for Jack Henry. Actually, he was just getting screamed at just by yeah. this, this mental guy. You know, it's just I don't know. I was a weird, weird video, but I quite enjoyed. It. I quite enjoyed the insight. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a great, it was great viewing. Yeah, and then the final centre back, Scott McKenna. This Scott, is where I, this yeah. is where I get a bit disappointed because Scott McKenna years ago, mind he was meant to be our next kind of cent- big centre half mm-hmm. he, when he was at Aberdeen he was he was obviously playing well he got his move down south and, and I'm not going to come up here and say I watch him every week every week weekend, weekend because I don't but um, every time I've seen him in a Scotland shirt he's just been very average like he, he's not really stood out the thing is I don't think Scott McKenna will play so if you're going to take a centre half who's not going to play Bring Constantine just for the uh, yeah, you know I, mean? I couldn't agree more. I mean, just on McKenna, I think I'm I'm on the same page as you. I I've not watched him once this season, but from when I have watched him at his time as Aberdeen, I've never really been a fan. I just thought he was kind of this big brute centre half. He can yeah. bully strikers. Um, I don't think he had match ball playing ability to be honest. Uh, so unless he's come on leaps and bounds since his move, then yeah, uh, per- personally, I wouldn't have had him in. But and then, like you say, I think it's it's harsh on Considine to miss out. And I think um, actually, Steve Clark said in the in the conference today that he phoned Considine to like give him the bad news. So yeah. there was obviously a deliberation there, and it obviously means that Considine's come close, and it's probably one of the reserve players. I think the thing is, yeah, Considine will be on standby. Like how he got his first Scotland call was him being uh, brought in for injury. He'll be hoping, um, well. 
I'm, I, I imagine he'll be hoping that he'll be getting the uh, call. But we'd have to mean someone would have to drop out, obviously, which isn't the best for the, the team. But, I mean, he'll be ready. Uh, Steve Clark reiterated in his uh, press conferences today, you need to stay fit because um, uh, all those stand, uh, stand-in boys, and I'm sure that Constantine will be top of that list of, of players to you know, come in and help the defence out. Uh, it's obviously a bit annoying because... Um, he, he he did seem a big character in the dressing room, and and uh, uh, in a short time he was at, uh, playing for Scotland, getting his caps, and obviously he's missed out on this squad. But uh, it's a shame. But at the same time, I don't, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, make or break for me. Yeah, I agree, and I think, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about McKenna again, like we said, but I'm I'm hopeful that if he was needed to be called upon, uh, he could do a job. But I agree with you in the sense that. I don't think he's he's going to start. I think he's probably down there with last choice centre back. To be yeah. honest, he, he's he's my last choice centre half. If I... making the team there, uh, he's definitely down at the bottom for me. But but like that's not to mean he's a bad player. I just think and and I hope as well if he gets called upon, I'm more than happy to uh, to eat my words and see a great performance out of him. You know, but but for me, he, he's been brought in as just just for like. You know, you need to hit your centre backs quota. Your Steve Clark, and he's been brought in just to do that. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on to arguably one of my personally favourite positions in this Scotland team. Yeah. Uh, just because of the man who plays there, we have in the right back area we have Stephen O'Donnell and very, very interestingly Nathan Patterson of Rangers. I mean, you've got two players there who I absolutely love. You actually had both of them in your squad, didn't I, you? I had both of them, yeah. I picked both of them. I went against uh, picking Sean Rooney, which is actually quite tough for me because uh, obviously as a Cali fan, as an ex-Cali player, he was uh, uh, had a lot of love for the man back in there uh, when he played. Uh, yeah, I still do. I'm still delighted to see how well he's done this season, Sean Rooney. But Callum Patterson's the future of this Scotland right-back slot. I think Steve O'Donnell, we, we've watched Lyrical, Passion Merchant, he will play for the badge. But Indeed. I think, I think in years to come, Callum Patterson, you're looking at, he's the future of locking down that right-back spot. And I'm more than happy to bring him as a backup uh, to get one tournament experience. But two, if he needs to play, I'm, I'm more than confident putting him in, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, despite not playing that many games for Rangers, when he has played, he's not looked like he's been a youth player. He's looked like he's been playing every year. That's what I like about him. His, like... He he looks he plays you know like over his age like he plays he looks a lot older the way he plays than what he is I think he's only nineteen and um, when I seen him play in Europe I thought he was he was standout and and I've got a lot um, a lot of time for him as a player and I think as well you know you look at our left back spots they're just you know kind of on lockdown with world class players but Callum Patterson I think in the future he could be up there with. You, you know, walking down that right right hand side for Scotland, especially if you keep playing right wing back. I going even going forward, I, I like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And he does have, uh, you could argue, some international experience. Obviously, playing for the the under twenty ones under Scott. Yeah, Jello. obviously, we should um, mention he's un- uncapped. Right? We should mention that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's. I, if I'm right in saying this, I'm pretty sure he's actually played right wing uh, for the under twenty one. So that shows. Yeah the sort of talent he's got going forward, obviously. So yeah. that, that could be dangerous. Obviously, Stephen O'Donnell, the man we love, uh, is sort of a more defensive option. But yeah. he did pocket David Alba. So. And, and I think he did maybe back heel Meg David Alba. Perhaps. We're not, we're not, we're not very sure. <laughs> I, I, all I remember, and I think it was the first half against Austria, he tried sitting on him. And I'm pretty sure it worked, but I can't quite remember. 
I remember it was something to do with the back of his heel, and I'm pretty sure he did beg him. Yeah, and well, David Alba is just quite frankly embarrassing, if I'm honest. But I think David Alba's off to Real Madrid. Where's Stephen Adal's move to Real Madrid? Uh, well, do you know what? It's it's no mean feat getting there, uh, getting nutmegged by the best right back in the world. So I mean, to be fair, we should actually cut Alba a bit of slack because you know. If you're not getting that made by Stephen O'Donnell, you're probably one of the best in the world. So. Do you know, I would open up my legs and say, Stephen O'Donnell, please not make me. So. <laughs> yeah, it would be an honour if you sent tell the grandkids about that. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, in terms of these two, I think I think we're both agreed in saying that we want O'Donnell to, to start. Oh, yeah, Euros. no, O'Donnell started, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. But then again, just reiterating your point, if Nathan Patterson uh, is needed to play, I enjoy that a lot, and hopefully we get to see him in the upcoming friendlies before the Euros, give, give him a chance to settle in yeah. with the players around him. That would be good. Yeah, absolutely. So, on to um, the spot, the left-back spot. Mm-hmm. We have the skipper, Andy Robertson, the masterman, Kieran Tierney, and a third left-back coming in the squad, Greg Taylor of Celtic. Yeah, I mean, I only had two left-backs in my squad when we filmed our podcast, but I always thought that was hopeful thinking because I know with a tournament, you kind of want to go two, on average, two uh, players per position. But we play two left-backs in our starting eleven all the time. So you want, same example for right-backs, you want one right-back starting, one right-back on the bench if the right-back's playing gets injured. We play two left-backs every single game. So I, I do, it's a bit like, yeah, it's a bit frustrating that you're bringing three left-backs, but I do understand it. It's not like we're kind of playing the traditional um, one left-back in the team. We're playing two, so it's kind of understandable. What do you think? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the three left-backs thing, yeah. uh, but I can definitely see why he's done it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just... I'm not sure on Greg Taylor. Like, we know, obviously, I mean, let's be honest, he's hardly played for Celtic this year, so mm-hmm. he's probably got in on the basis of that he was class at Kilmarnock under Clark, and they've probably got a good relationship. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's going back to the case, a bit like John McLaughlin. Unless there's any injuries, he's probably not going to feature whatsoever. No, but he, is, he has got to be there because Tierney's injury-prone. Uh, you can't say the same for Robertson. He's actually managed to remain remain uh, relatively fit over the past four or five years but um, Tierney is injury prone so Greg Taylor I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing him but then the thing is though can you play Robertson left of a three back in that situation because Tierney's the one who'll play there and they'll be overlapping I don't know if Robertson and, and Taylor would work yeah, I, I I wouldn't say so. I think you'd be more likely to see uh, someone like back. someone like Cooper go over to the left yeah. or McKenna yeah, uh, half dropping. But but then yeah, uh, Greg Taylor he's he, he's obviously got quality because he's playing for Celtic. He's been you know in the top flight of Scottish football for for his whole career pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I just think you know could there have been a case for a Josh Doig in there maybe who's been a stronger yeah. performer and he's younger yeah. obviously could have given him that experience. He's more on form. Yeah, and he's probably not going to play, so it wouldn't have harmed the team that much, really. I I, I would have liked to see uh, Josh Doy getting a chance in there, to be honest. But, yeah. you know, respect to, respect to Steve. I trust what he's doing, so... Yeah, I agree. Okay, on to the biggest chunk of players. We have a few surprises in here, too. So I'll run through the names of the midfield. We have Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, John Fleck, James Forrest, 
Ryan Fraser, Billy Gilmore, John McGinn, Carl McGregor, Scott McTominay, and David Turnbull. Now, I there's a few names that jump out at me. I would say I'll get the positive. I'll get well. Actually, I'll get the negative out of the way first. John Fleck's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I agree. To be honest, solely because of the fact that he's been in. He's obviously playing in one of the worst Premier League teams of all time, Sheffield United. Um, they've been relegated on that, or they've been relegated on at least one of the least amount of points. So they've not been up to the season. Last season, he played a part in a great Sheffield United team. In a Scotland shirt, we've not really seen him as of recently, have we? Yeah. See, this is the thing. When I when I saw that and I saw John Fleck, I was like, oh, God, John Fleck. But I think he's... I know he's played this season, but he's probably, he's hardly featured in a winning team. I mean, and but my thing is, I, I was thinking, like, who else do you bring? And obviously people say Ryan Gold, but they're not like for like John Flex. Like like John Flex, you're holding midfielder. And I think there's not really anyone else, to be honest, yeah. that, that I can think of off the top of my head that's a natural holding midfielder that, that could be a straight swap for him. Yeah. Especially when you think it's 26 and we've had injuries with Tim McLean and Jack. I think uh-huh. actually, when you look at it like that, You've got two midfielders who would have definitely been in the squad in McLean and Jack out, plus three of your original squad. I don't think we should be shocked at John Flex in there, actually. I think we should be probably like, well, yeah, he's featured in squads before. Now we've got a bigger squad, plus we've had injuries in the middle of the park. He's a Premier League footballer, soon to be Championship footballer, but still uh, playing at high standard down south. So, yeah, maybe I'm a bit harsh, actually, on him. I'd like to see him in a Scotland shirt, maybe in the friendlies, uh, see him get a run out. But, you know, we, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like, when I seen it, I was a bit like, oh. but now you, you raise a good point. And, you know, who else are you going to pick? Yeah, it's a bit of a good catastrophe, to be honest. It is a good catastrophe. Let's uh, get that one out there, Pete. It's yeah, I think, and so, so, I mean, the definition of that is, <clears throat> it's not good. But it could be good if it needs to be good. It's almost... I mean, I think good catastrophe is like what it says in the tin. It's good, but it's a catastrophe. It's a, it's a contradiction in a saying, but you've got yeah. to see both sides. It's like, yeah, so it's like we could see both sides. It's like he's kind of got to be there because he's the only one. But on the other hand, if Ryan Jack was fit, I'm pretty sure nine people out of ten are picking Ryan Jack over John Fleck sort of thing. I would go 19 out of 20 people would play Ryan Jack. Yeah, so, well, John Fleck, you know, I mean, it's it's a fine option to have yeah. in the middle of the park. Yeah, and it's I think, not, yeah, yeah. Again, again, like John McLaughlin and perhaps Scott McKenna, I think he's probably going to be uh, your your squad player, probably only going to be called upon in uh, in injury circumstances. Yeah, and before we move on, it, it, it's uh, maybe a bit arrogant of, of Scotland fans to be, you know, turning a nose up at a Premier League player. So, you know, it, it, I, th- I think a good catastrophe is probably the best way to describe John Fleck. Moving on, Pete, let's go for um, a few of the young boys. Billy Gilmore, David Turnbull. Thoughts? Absolutely. Well, well, before we start, I'll, I'll, I want to say I was thinking about this today, actually. All right. Very stupidly of us, and quite naively, actually, last episode, we just didn't say anything about Billy Gilmore. Yeah, I actually want to address that, and I've not thought about this, so I'm going off the cuff, but I do remember 
thinking back to my squad, and I remember going, I had him in like my prelim, like my um, I'm not going to even attempt to say that word preliminary. <laughs> I'm not going to bother, but I had him in my like original like group of players to pick from. And and I think now with hindsight, it's easy to say why. And he's been playing Champions League and, and been playing against Man City, this and that. That why is he not? Um, why is he not? Fe- uh, why did we not pick him in our squads? But at the time, I think he's re- he was recovered from an injury. There's no doubt he's a great player. But I think we both probably thought he just wasn't ready. He wasn't playing for Chelsea at the time. Uh, I, I, I think we both probably assumed he wasn't ready at the time. With hindsight, it is easy to say now. Or oh, why? Is, was... I mean, I am more than I'm delighted to see him in the squad. I think I think you could even argue he plays well in the two friendlies. He could even start the Euros. Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think it was it was silly of us. Yeah, uh, but again, when we were looking at it, he was half injured. Uh, we didn't have any injuries in the squad. And I think the other thing is, um, what was I going to say there? That's very annoying. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's, he's got undoubted quality there. But I think the thing is, if Steve Clark was going to bring him in, I did not think whatsoever that it was going to be uh, to go straight into a major tournament. I thought we would have eased him in, maybe had him last, last, uh, last break. So I think yeah. that, that definitely plays a part in why we didn't mention him. Yeah, that's definitely a huge factor in why we didn't mention him. And I think as well, we've, um, I was thinking after seeing his performances recently for Chelsea, you know, he's, he's been brilliant. And uh, I remember thinking, you know, Clark, Steve Clark's a Chelsea man and he'll know many people behind the scenes at Chelsea who will be giving him updates on, on the progression of the player. And... Um, I think he's he's thought of uh, Steve Clark's head today. He's thought very highly at Chelsea, and I think that definitely helped uh, Clark's links to Chelsea. Being a Chelsea legend definitely helped uh, Billy Gilmore probably you know get called up. But at the same time, as you said, there's undoubted quality, and uh, he's another one of the players who hasn't got a cap. But obviously, he's got a cap at youth level, but he hasn't got a senior cap. He's been called up to Euro 2020. Yeah, definitely, and and I think Billy Gilmore, you know. I definitely agree with what you said that he could start. Um, I think it, it it would be a big call. Yeah, but it could work, and he could sort of fit into that system because Clark does like to play with a sitting midfielder, but mm. not necessarily like a sitting midfielder who's like a big basher who just heads and kicks the ball. Yeah, like, Gilmore. Like he, Gil- yeah, he likes to play with like a Ryan Jack who can play through the phases and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, and, and Gilmore's probably. One of the best in the squad at doing that, just keeping it ticking. That's exactly what he does for Chelsea. Yeah, he's like a better version of Jorginho. Yeah, he, and Kovacic combined. Did you hear that, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> so, David Turnbull, uh, on to him. I think, you know, say what you want about Celtic this season. Uh, they've been absolutely honking. Uh, but say what you want about Celtic this season. He's undoubtedly been their best performer, in my opinion. I think. He was unlucky not to get into their starting eleven in the first half of the season, um, and then County beat them twice. So then they kind of had to call upon him. <laughs> had to get that in there. Yeah. Uh, and then he obviously he's come in. He's been their best player. He's just been brilliant. Um, I I can't see him starting many games to be honest. But I think coming off the bench and if he does start, it's a brilliant option. Um, his quality with the ball is just absolutely unbelievable, and his set pieces are a thing of beauty. Yeah, I agree. He's been standout for Celtic this season, and I I don't think he'll start as well. But I think off the bench, 
he's you know like last twenty minutes he's got serious quality on the ball, his passing range. I I I would love him to see him come on if we're trailing or we're needing a goal. Get David Turnbull in a really advanced midfield role with twenty to go. I'm I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, and I think and the other thing, it's not just like he's a wee tricky midfielder. He's He's quite tall, actually. He's not the smallest. He's probably what five eleven or something. Yeah. He's got he's got quite a good engine on him. He can, you know, he, he's got that dynamism, that energy that can be so key in big games. And if he was to come on, say, in place of someone like someone like a sitting midfielder to make us play more advanced, I definitely think it's a very very great option to have. Yeah, I'm I'm more than happy with that happening in uh, any of the th- uh, any of the three three plus games because obviously we'll be going to the final as well. Moving on, uh, obviously, speaking about the other midfielders, just quickly, we'll run through them all. Stuart Armstrong, thoughts? Uh, yeah, he's a shoo-in, um, yeah. along with many others that are in the midfield area. I think you can't look past him. He's been performing at a very, very good standard for Southampton this season. And as much as I didn't enjoy watching him play for Scotland last uh, international break. <laughs> I think he's def- he's got to be in there. Um, whether whether he is playing out while he's uh, in the middle, he's probably one of the best technically gifted players in that squad. Yeah, um, I agree. so he's, he's got he's, yeah, he's got to be there. Yeah, Christie again, sure. Uh, yes, definitely. But I think in some Celtic fans' opinion, that's probably not the case n- anymore because I- I've been seeing a lot of in what I would call harsh uh, stick towards Ryan Christie. I think I think he has had a poor season, but hasn't everyone at Celtic, really, let's be honest. Yeah. I think he, 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 you can't look past him in terms of Scotland squad. You know, ultimately, he pretty much scored the goal that got us to where we are now. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to just go, go on, a, on, a, on, a, on a bit of a tangent. Ryan Christie, he's a player who comes to Celtic and he's won it all with him. He's been brilliant. He's been, you know, one thing I like about him is he's never been afraid to carry the ball and try something. You know, people say he takes on too many shots. I, I think that's just part of his game. He gets goals. And I know this season he, he's not been, um, as you said, he's not been, you know, up to scratch. But then who has it sell, really, apart from maybe Turnbull or, or a few others? But I, I think Christie, I actually think Christie should get a move away this summer. I think the Celtic fans have just completely turned on him. And I think if he, I actually think as well that the Euros, if Ryan Christie starts at the Euros, I think he's a player. Um, there's another one we'll mention soon, but I think him and another one, they could have really big summers. Because if it goes well for Scotland at the Euros, I think Ryan Christie's right in about it. And I think I think he could even get a, 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 a big move down south off the back of the Euros. And obviously off the back of his success at Celtic as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree 100%. I think what you said about he likes to, to try stuff, you know, that maybe other players wouldn't. And I think that's... That's testament to his goal uh, against Serbia. You know, mm-hmm. he's on, he's by himself at the edge of the box, surrounded by four defenders. You know, no one's really expecting anything to come from it. And then, bang, puts us one in the lap. That's what you need. You need that moment of magic. You need that something from nothing. And he's definitely got that in his locker. Yeah, he's he's a moment of magic himself. We'll just quickly go through it. Um, Ryan Fraser, happy with that? Yeah, delighted. Again, versatile. Uh, can play in a number of positions. Very fast, very quick. And loves a goal. I've seen Steve Bruce saying it's a risk to bring Ryan Fraser to the Euros, and I thought, really? Steve Bruce, I think Steve Bruce is at it. He's, he's honestly, he's out for himself. Why he's, has he said that about his own player? I've, I, I didn't I see that. I think, I think, no, he did. I think Ryan Fraser's carried maybe a light injury or something, but 
I, all I seen was, and it was a bit of a back and forth, it's quite funny, because Steve Bruce said it's a risk to take him to the Euros. And then Clark came back to his press conference and he said, it's a risk I'm willing to take, so he's in my squad. Oh, yeah, I, I love that from Steve. No one's getting past our Steve. Uh, and I mean, no. anyway, you know, this is our first Euros in 22 years. And if you're not playing because you've got a sore toe, I, I'm not happy with that. You should be running through brick walls to play for this squad. Exactly. I don't think it's Ryan Fraser. I think it's probably Steve Bruce. Uh, yeah. I know which Steve I'd rather, Steve Clark. Oh, 100%. The, the better Steve in exactly. the world. One of the best, I would argue. <laughs> Maybe the best. Anyway, <laughs> we've got um, Cal McGregor. Cal McGregor's a player for me. I, I love him. I love watching him play for Scotland. He's been great of recent. Um, yeah, I, what about you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, not much more to add to that. He's, he's Again, he's nailed on in the squad. Uh, personally, I would have him starting in my team. Obviously, we'll get to that at a later date. Yeah. Uh, but again, you could say Celtic have had a poor season, but he's a serial winner. Let's yeah. be real. He's captain Celtic on numerous occasions. Uh, you know, with the exclusion of this season, I, I, I've lost count of how many trophies he's won with Celtic. Uh, you've got to have him in there. He's a leader, wand of a left foot, and again, can play in a number of different positions. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, John McGinn, I think he could be our star man this summer. 100%. And I think... Uh, he, he he will be the captain if something tragically goes wrong with Andrew Robertson. Um, but yeah, John McGinn, what a player, what a man, meatballs, what meatballs. a guy. We love him. We love him here at the uh, Steve Hartman podcast. Moving on, we've covered David Turnbull, Scott McTominay. Yeah, again, listed in the midfield section and Clark said today that he will probably be used as the Again, I wouldn't look at that too much because that's just a press conference. A lot can change. Yeah. Could be could be some mind games from Steve Clark, but Scott McTominay playing for the team who are going to finish second in the Premier League week in, week out. Uh, fantastic. Loves, love, loves the Scotland. As well. Exactly. I forgot about that. Loves the Scotland. Loves a beer. What a player. He loves that. What was it? Heineken, was it? I'm pretty sure it was a Heineken, yeah. What a photo. Incredible. Was my lock screen for a bit. I wish I had Heineken here to toast to McTominay. Well, it... Well, when I when I next have one in hand, I shall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I think I've gone in a weird order because I've saved one to last year. Yeah, I want to I want to get your thoughts on James Forrest. Well, I'm 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 very very in two minds about this one. Um, can, I, can I just add? I had so you didn't have him in your squad. I did. No. Yes. It's interesting. I, I I thought to be honest in the lead up in the put in the in the past few days leading up to this, I didn't see him. Uh, I didn't think he had a chance whatsoever. To be honest, he's maybe he probably played like three times for Celtic this season, if that. Um, which is obviously a negative. But then he probably wouldn't have been picked if he wasn't match fit. So I trust Steve that he's going to get something out of him. He's obviously thinking he's a good player to have and he's got undoubted quality. And he, in recent years, you know, when we weren't in, in this golden era, he he was probably Scotland's best player, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Because um, I remember him getting a hat-trick for Scotland, actually, at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think for me, it's a bit weird, actually, because obviously we don't play with wingers and we have got now two wingers. So... Is it possibility of Clark wanting to go for a new shape, maybe, like a different game as a plan B? I did think about that. And he did say in the presser today, actually, that, you know, uh, things things might have to be tweaked. Um, I, I def- he's, he, I, I'm happy with him being in the squad uh, now that I've seen it. I wouldn't have picked him. Mm-hmm. But 
we all know how good he is um, with, on that right foot. Uh, absolutely rapid uh, and ex- very experienced player now. He's nearing 29, so a good age still in his prime, I would say, unless this injury has impacted him in, in, in any way, but I doubt it has. So I think overall, um, happy to see him in the squad, but it is, it's a bold, bold pick from Clark. It's bold, but I like it, and that's why we like Steve Clark because he's uh, he'll make decisions like that. Uh, it's shown with the three, you know, three boys uncapped coming in. He, he's not afraid to to throw boys in the deep end, and you know, that's what we love. Exactly, I couldn't agree more. So that leaves us with the three strikers. Mm-hmm. We have Kevin Nisbet, Lyndon Dykes, the man, and Che Adams. Indeed, top three people. What do you think? Well. Say Adams, Lyndon Dykes, they're the first two names in the squad, in my opinion. Che mm-hmm. um, Adams is hitting form at a very, very good time. Scored a few goals for Southampton in recent weeks. Um, been been featuring he- very heavily under Hassan Hutto uh, at St Mary's. So I think, you know, he's got to be in there despite only having two caps. He's got one goal and two caps and one of those appearances came off the bench. So yeah. I think you can't look past him. He's probably our best striker, let's be real, in terms of quality and finishing. Uh, and, you know, last season he was a bit bit sticky in the Premier League, but this season he's shown people that he's a, a, an English top-flight striker and could probably go higher in the future because he is still young. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's got... I mean, you've seen in his goal. Mind his goal he scored with us. It's oh, just, unbelievable. Su- su- superb, and on a big stage as well. So, yeah, I mean... I'm with you on that one. I think he probably is our best striker. I mean, we're we're spoiled for choice for Premier League talent in our squad now, which is something you couldn't have said for years uh, as far as it comes to Scotland, you know. So, um, obviously, delighted to have him in. Did you touch on London Dykes here? No, not yet. So, I mean, he's he's a man that we both equally love, uh, loads and loads. Um, just there's so many things we love about him. We love his hold up play, his finishing, and most importantly, his haircuts. I mean, have you seen his current haircut? I I hope he redyes it and keeps it as a saltire. <laughs> I oh, that would have been great, you know. Yeah, no, his hair at the moment is phenomenal. Very um, very patriotic to Scotland. He's got his blue hair and it's it's brilliant. I can just imagine him scoring at Wembley with that hair. Oh, I can just you know I can just picture. It's just you know some socially distanced fans. He runs to the he runs to the other end of the pitch, and he. Busts out a massive knee slide and just, and he goes just twenty five meters. And I think he probably just kisses the badge and says, "Come on, the Scotland." Yeah, in his slightly Australian accent. Come on, the Scotland. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that, that, that was shocking. Sorry. <laughs> Have you just got rid of Dykes? Didn't know it. Lindy Dykes on podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, those two, uh, both. Absolutely fantastic, and I'm desperate to see them start together against England. I think that would oh, cause yeah. absolute havoc amongst Harry Maguire and John Stones. Two and whoever, lightweight and, uh, defenders. Whoever that Trent boy is, he'll get skinned by Fraser, no problem. He'll not be in the squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best right back in the world. I'm, I'm Gareth Southgate thinks differently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Gareth Southgate is a fool. I'm delighted that um, England are have a golden generation. I think we could probably both sadly agree. Um, but they're being led in by Gareth Southgate, so that really takes the edge off things. Well, exactly. Do you know what? And Joe, you know I just think, look what happened the last time they had a bloody golden era. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. They played Paul Scholes left mid. 
you know what? I was like, it, yeah, I, my prediction for uh, for the group is us first, Croatia second, and then England can uh, be probably third place qualifying. So. You see, I, I put Czech in third, England fourth. Well, that is probably a more feasible option, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer your prediction to mine. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. Okay, so the final striker, again, causing a bit of controversy. Uh on the one hand, you know, for only for Clark only picking three strikers. Uh, personally, I think three's enough. Uh, and that third man is Kevin Nisbet of Hibs. Yeah, I think as well. You touched on the three there. I think that means Kevin Nisbet will actually get maybe a bit of minutes. I think with three um, three strikers, you you could look at um, especially with like Nisbet's obviously completely different to Dykes and Chad. I mean, you could actually argue all three of them are different. Obviously, um, Che Adams and and uh, Lyndon Dykes obviously have the both got the physicality, but it doesn't mean they're the same player. I think um, Kevin Nisbet. I mean, I'm actually happy for him to be called up to the major tournament. Obviously, he's a nut- he's a nothing really in a Scotland shirt, but his uh, form for Hibs over the past, even this season and last season, has been undeniable. So, uh, yeah, more than happy to see him in. I I had Lee Griffiths in my squad, but I do understand why. He's, I mean, I completely understand why he's not in it. Um, I would carry that though, caveat that though with the fact that I just think if you need a goal with 20 to go I don't think there's a better man in the country in Leeds to bring on but then at the same time he's not been fit he's not been at it he's got no, he's got no one else to blame than himself to not be in the squad because uh, if he was fit and he was firing then uh, I mean to be fair you could argue he never got a move away or he didn't get a loan move but uh, if he was fit and firing, he'd be a shoo-in. So it, it does lay on his shoulders. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I think what you say there is interesting that, um, that you know, because he's not fit and he's not been playing, uh, that's the reason for him not getting in the squad. But then James Forrest gets in the squad and he's not been fit and not been playing. So I think it's quite a weird one, actually. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. That is a good point. I, I think... Um... You know, Lee Drift has got his problems. We, we all know that. But um, yeah, I think maybe Clark. I think I think the thing with Forrest, I, I would the way I would kind of decipher what you just said there was, Forrest is in a position where we don't have anyone else really. Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas actually. Lee Griffiths has got boys like Kevin Nisbet barking, uh, you know, up at him in his position. So I think having. Um, I think, to be honest, having Nisbet, I think he deserves it more. So, so I'm, I'm actually happy for him to be in. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, yeah, I can't argue what you said there. I'm happy that Nisbet's in. Uh, I, I don't know how many goals he has this season. I'll take a guess and say it's 16, because mm-hmm. I think it was 15 last time I looked. I mean, it's easily double figures. Oh, yeah, easily. He's been one of his best players. Obviously, he had that little blip in January where, you know, he he only after like half a season playing with Hibs he sort of handed in a transfer request and there was a bit of a fiasco but he got out of his system uh, you know sorted out with the manager started fighting again um so yeah I, from Dundee United fans I know there will be questions asked of Clark as to why Lawrence Shankland hasn't gotten the squad because obviously they've both kind of travelled down similar paths as being you know. They've, they've played in the lower leagues and then absolutely killed it in the championship mm-hmm. and then moved up to the Premier League. But with that step up to the Premier League, you can't argue that Nisbet's been the better player um, mm-hmm. I, I, um, compared to Shanklin. The stats don't lie. So, yeah. yeah, no, ha- you're, yeah, ha- you're yeah. completely right. I, I agree completely. Yeah. So that is everyone. Yep, that's the squad. That's the 26th uh, man. Obviously, we did our 23. We also did actually... 
our uh, we also did our twenty six just in case, which uh, we did well at the call. But yeah, yeah, that, that, was, yeah that was a great call. <laughs> that was a good call. That was Clark. Uh, that's Clark's uh, squad, though. I mean, overall thoughts. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, very happy. I think when I first saw it, I was doubtful, but now talking about it and debating it, I think it's taken that sort of um, you know that that weight out of my mind. I think this is an absolutely fantastic squad. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's one of the best squads we've we've had in, in in years and years, I would say. And obviously, that's apparent because we're going to the Euros. Um, but yeah, delighted with it. Um, and I mean, just before we finish, would you do you think that anyone's been heart particularly harshly left out? Uh, I don't think so. You look at the ones who've dropped out. Is Palmer more than happy for the uh, Patterson to come in 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 his place? I don't watch Palmer week in week out. He plays for Sheffield Wednesday with uh, Callum Patterson. Um, just just to confuse things, I've thrown two Patterson's at the same sentence. But uh, no, Liam Palmer plays. Uh, uh, down south for him at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I don't watch him week in, week out, uh, I, so I can't really comment on his performances, but all I know is Nathan Patterson, uh, the right back we have in our squad, is uh, is more than up to it. And uh, yeah, and then obviously you've got Considine. I'm, I am a bit gutted to see Considine left out, but at the same time, I, I, you, you could argue McKenna's the better player, and um, I, and you can, you can argue that Clark's gone for the better player over the better crack, you know? Yeah, and you know, as much as we love Steve, that's poor from him. Uh, because imagine we beat England, which will happen, by the way. Well, yeah. um, when we beat England, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you are correct. And then you know we beat them two one or something last minute goal from uh, from Nathan Parson. <laughs> and then uh, you know we Stephen Donald got the first one. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, play, we're playing both we're of them playing for the crack. Right back. <laughs> yeah, then you know they see the videos in the dressing room, and you know Andy Considine's and the DJ Dex, the DJ Dex playing boogie. So he's in the middle of it. Yeah, it's getting, I mean, we can only get him in the dressing room before the game anyway, just like an inspirational figure, you know. Yeah, but we know what the song will live on. The song will never die. So. The song will absolutely live on. So I think, are you happy that that concludes Steve Clark's twenty-six man? Yeah, I'm. I'm delighted with that. I mean, obviously, we'll um, we will be back with. Well, what have we got in the pipeline? We've got our let. We'll do our starting eleven. I think we'll do that after the friendlies because then we can like we can probably um, review the friendlies. Then we'll do our eleven going forward. Yeah, that's that. uh, yeah, that sounds good. So, uh, can't remember what dates the friendlies are, but start of June we'll say we shall be back yeah. with another. Yeah, it'll be start of June. Yes. So. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you made it this far, congratulations. Uh, if you disagree with us, let us know on Twitter. And yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, cheers. See you later. Come on to Scotland. Come on. <laughs>